Welcome to the Vibrant MD podcast where we discuss weight loss, women's health, and food. I'm Dr. Heather Awat, a family doctor in Minnesota, and I am your host. Thanks for being here with me today. Hello, my vibrant friend. You know, I'm here in Minnesota and the season just turned over so fast, and I think that's been like that for most of us across the North here uh, in the U.S. I was driving my daughter around to a park. She wanted to meet up with her friends at a park and she's 16 and you know I enjoy the time with her but we got there and I just turned to her and said don't you want to get your license so you can go some places without me and she was like yeah yeah actually I do so hopefully that will be in my future. She has all her hours and is actually a terrific driver so I'm not worried about her. Her older siblings were a little less natural at it. So she is definitely ready. And I am definitely ready for her to have a little more freedom for that kind of thing as well. So I was listening to some podcast episodes recently, some of my favorites. And I was thinking, I'd love to know what else you'd like to hear. So if you want to meet up with me on Instagram, maybe send me a DM on Instagram. I am at Heather Awad MD there and let me know what you'd like to hear more of and I will definitely try to get that in here for you. So today we are going to talk a little bit about an article I wrote for Kevin MD and I don't think it's even published yet. But anyway, in late April there were headlines across the internet calling for the death of intermittent fasting. And so that's what this article was about because, you know, there are two sides to every story. Anyway, so these headlines were in relation to a New England Journal study out that week, end of April, that was titled Calorie Restriction with or without time-restricted eating in weight loss. This is by Daying Lu, MD, and their group from Southern Medical University in Guangzhou, China. So calorie restriction for weight loss with or without time-restricted eating. I would have named it, if you ask the wrong question, then you don't get a helpful answer. So the researchers asked if people lose more weight while on a calorie-restricted diet in an eight-hour eating window versus the same calorie restriction, but no special eating window. So they could just eat all day if they wanted, but calorie restricted. It was a very rigorous study, so it was well done. It showed conclusive results that the narrow eating window wasn't any better for weight loss than eating all day. So for women, they ate 1,200 to 1,500 calories and men ate 1,500 to 1,800 calories. And both groups, whether they ate all day or ate in the eating window, lost 14 to 18 pounds. This was the question that the researchers wanted to answer, but it's probably not the right question for most of us, and definitely not for you and me. So the problem with the study was the calorie restriction itself. This eating style is definitely a diet, and calorie restriction has long been blamed for yo-yo dieting. You restrict calories for a set amount of time, then when you get tired of restricting, people will eat more and they regain the weight. So the number on the scale goes up and down like a yo-yo. 
And if anyone has eaten a calorie-restricted diet, you know that you are always feeling that restriction. So there's a few things that I have a problem with with this study. So here's one of them. One of the most unhealthy issues with calorie-restricted diets is that they promote the avoidance of healthy fats. I like to think of it as the twisted sister of that 1980s low-fat craze that we now know to be completely unhealthy. A person can eat a greater volume of food for the same calories if they avoid fats. So basically, when you're restricting calories, you're incentivized to avoid fat. But, you know, healthy fats like olive oil, avocados, and nuts are nutrient-dense. And so they have more calories than other foods. However, they have important health benefits. The olive oil you dribble on your salad will give you more calories than if you only put on vinegar or lemon juice, but olive oil is proven to decrease your chance of death from cardiovascular disease, cancer, and neurodegenerative diseases like Alzheimer's. So you're avoiding a very healthy food in order to cut calories. Eating some fat also actually helps you absorb the vitamins and minerals in your food. So if you're avoiding the fat, then you're also not absorbing the healthy food. For our purposes here on a weight loss podcast, can these healthy fats also help with weight loss? You know I'm going to say yes. If we look at an important hormonal model of obesity, you can point to high insulin levels, often caused by insulin resistance, as causing more fat storage in human bodies. Healthy fats do not increase insulin. So they are a helpful part of a weight loss eating plan in this hormonal model. In fact, an eating plan that includes healthy fats will decrease insulin levels and lead to both healthy and comfortable weight loss. The body releases fat naturally with lower insulin levels. If you look at the Harvard Healthy Eating Plate, meals ideally include some protein, often from meat, or beans, tofu, nuts, etc. Fiber is the second thing, which we get from vegetables, fruits, and whole grains. And very importantly, the third thing is healthy fats. So consider the salad I mentioned earlier. If you choose to dribble on the olive oil, the healthy fat will help you feel full longer, so you wouldn't feel hungry an hour afterwards. Including healthy fats, decreases the need for an insulin-spiking snack between meals. So eating the healthy fats aligns your digestive hormones hormones toward weight loss. I'm not sure why I was having trouble <laughs> pronouncing that word. <laughs> okay, but what does this have to do with intermittent fasting again? Let's bring it back. So doctors advising people on how to lose weight by decreasing their insulin levels are also doctors who are suggesting intermittent fasting. These doctors are not advising people to eat a calorie-restricted diet. So that's why they were asking the wrong question. So don't give up on your eating window just yet. The good question I'm hoping researchers will answer next is who loses the most weight is it the human who eats three meals and no snacks that include protein, fiber, and healthy fats? Or is it the human who eats two or three meals of that same formula 
in an eight-hour eating window. I recommend people eat healthy fats like olive oil at all their meals for both a good healthy eating style and for weight loss. We need more studies on intermittent fasting that do not include calorie-restricted diets. Who wants to eat a calorie-restricted diet? I'm not giving up on intermittent fasting yet. All right, my friends, if you saw those headlines about that research, I hope this helped you because, you know, sometimes all we get is the headline and they try to grab something really emotional like the death of intermittent fasting and definitely it's not dead. It's alive and well. So thanks for listening today. And please subscribe so that uh, more people can have access to my podcast. It will help promote itself with the algorithm. Also, if you want to tell me some things you'd like to hear about on the podcast, find me on Instagram, like I said before, Heather Awad, MD. Send me a DM. I'd love to hear about what you'd love to hear so I can tell you more about it. For some free weight loss advice, you can go to my website and download How Professional Women Are Losing 10 Pounds in 60 Days. And that's at vibrant-md.com forward slash tips. Have a great day.